Good evening, listeners, and welcome back to the Under the Scope podcast, where we discuss music. Uh, I'm your host, Will Brost, and uh, live in California is Patrick Anderson. How's it? I'm upset. Oh, nice. That's that's pretty. Wait, are you like actually upset, or you're just making a reference? I mean, I'm having a pretty good day. Oh, but, okay, you know. That's good. That's that's, that's good. Well, I'm upset. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm looking at the track list to see if I can make a similar reference, and nope, it looks like you got me beat. Con- oh, con- it's okay. It, it it don't matter to me. Oh gosh, uh, let's start the Drake bad pun counter now. <laughs> We're at two. Let's see how far we can get. Um, so let's ha- let's see how many we can talk up. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, is is there more? from you or is that this it? is the whole this is gonna be the whole podcast from me i don't have an opinion about myself <laughs> uh march 14th okay no that's that pun didn't work um <laughs> that was a good day <laughs> like an eight out of ten kind of, all right we're done um so this is the the drake podcast um on his new album scorpion and uh i'm excited for this podcast because we always have fun Anytime we talk about Drake, whether on or off the podcast, um, we're we're fans of Drake. I think I can speak for both of us. A lot of recent fandom of Drake has been pretty ironic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. His older works, I think. I mean, I generally, genuinely like uh, his recent stuff. Is just funny in in a meme sense to me, and, and makes it yeah. slightly enjoyable because of that. It's um, lasting because it's like you can just make fun of it forever, right? I, I mean, the when I think of which v- is yeah, which is good in its own weird way. <laughs> like looking back at views two years later, all I think about is like that cheesecake factory line. Oh my god! Just stuff like that. I don't remember the stuff I actually enjoyed on that record. It's just the yeah. the meme stuff that stood out. Um, so let's see if this record continued in that direction. Um, uh, I, I don't need to do a an intro on who drake is right i don't think so yeah. our podcasts have been pretty pretty decent with that lately because we've been recovering such high profile people yeah so many famous people from kanye a few times to beyonce and jay-z uh you know even like cardi b people generally know who she is you know yeah uh drake uh he's i mean he's famous so what can you say he's a former child actor he's a you know among other things so let's uh let's get into this record um yeah scorpion is a double album it has 25 songs on it it's 90 minutes worth of material uh what did you think about it as a whole i mean we saw this earlier in the year with culture 2 and once again i'm like why in the world what makes you decide oh yeah i need over an hour and a half of myself over much of the same sort of stuff that's that's my takeaway it's not that it's not just that it's overly long it's that it's fairly repetitive throughout just like as you said the new migos record was similar in that aspect but so I was, and I was like, whenever, uh, so it was said like it was going to be first half rap, second half R and B, and like I was like, ooh, that's kind of a cool idea because you know Drake's pretty 
good at both of those things. Um, and I was like, okay, if he's doing straight rap and straight R and B, that could be kind of cool. That's a that's basically releasing two albums. Mm-hmm. But like the thing is, like he doesn't really do that at all. Like correct, he's he like throws in some R and B songs in the first half, and then on the second half, he's rapping on a lot of them too. Yeah, but I, like uh, he didn't actually do that. Like he just created a really long Drake album. <laughs> like I, I think this record is half rap and half R and B, but it's just you don't know which tracks are going to be rap or R and B until you hear them, right? Like yeah. It's, and it's sprinkled in in the most random ways. There's not a lot of cohesion, like in between things. Right. So, and you know, I liked the and the R and B isn't the R and B isn't. Uh, Hold on, we're going home. It's Ratchet Happy Birthday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that in a, in a minute. Um, yes. uh, but no, I, I agree with you. I like the concept of the or I, I guess the intended concept of making a half rap, half R and B double album. Because people like Drake for different reasons, I tend to enjoy his his more rapping aspect. Uh, a lot of people listen to Drake because of the hit songs and maybe some of the love songs. The, the Drake is a very versatile artist, and I think that yeah. if he gave us just a single album of both things, it really could have helped cohesion. Number one, and then two, uh, it would have given us a nice sample to pick from this however is just a jumbled mess of tracks that end up not having much variety at all um, yeah it and it's not just that it's that it's it's boring throughout <laughs> it's, it's filler it's filler like almost all the way through and even some of the songs that i was like ooh, uh there's some there's some cool moments on there that's basically it Mm -hmm. there's just some cool moments there's not a lot of songs on here that i'm like oh these are actually like really good songs right i listed out yeah i think i yeah 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 yeah. go ahead okay sorry about that um i think out of the 25 there's only five songs that i picked out that i legitimately flat out like uh yeah there's only a couple songs that i just absolutely hate but most of it is just average you know uh heartbeat monitor that doesn't move up or down just that <laughs> just dead nice that's a, that's a good analogy yeah, it's just it's that's just mind-numbing right just i forget that i'm listening to drake you know that's 75 percent of the record for me and yeah. i would almost rather it be bad but different than just the same mind-numbing monotonous music for 90 minutes you know yeah, no, I completely agree. I, it just, I, like, there's so much fat on this thing. And it and it makes the songs that are actually pretty decent in here, it makes them lose a lot of their own quality because they get lost in the mix. Because, like, I had to go back a few times to this and be like, I know that I liked, like, a few songs on here, but I can't remember what they are because there's too many fucking songs on here that's that's so you have to go back a few times and like and re-listen so that you're like okay that's what i liked that's it's like yeah sorry that's that's a really good point like an example i guess for me personally eight out of ten is one of my i guess favorite songs on here but yeah same here but it's stuck in between i'm upset mob ties Mm. and can't take a joke so i had to go Mm. back and i'm like okay which of these four is actually something i enjoy versus just again filler Uh, so i don't know that's a good point you brought up though yeah and yeah so 
Uh, I don't know. The marketing on this thing, it, it's just like, a, I, I don't know really what I expected out of this. I was like kind of excited when he was talking about like, ooh, double album, half rap, half R&B, because after, um, after if you're reading this, hmm. um, that kind of sold me on the fact that like, oh, Drake can like really rap when he hmm. wants to, when he wants to rap. And he raps really well on like, nothing was the same too at certain points but that's mostly his r&b stuff so when i'm hearing that i'm like oh maybe he's gonna like sort of consolidate both of these characters into an album and it the this thing is just it, it's just missed opportunities all the way through because he is a good rapper i wanted to hear him kick ass on some songs um but like uh, yeah, and it's just so bland. There's it, there's nothing there's nothing memorable really coming out of this thing, and it sucks because he's like now like he's got this image that's just sort of like crumbling right in before mm-hmm. his eyes because of that one Pusha T verse. Yeah, and well, it's not completely crumbling because he's Drake and he's always going to have his stands. Right, but like that really sort of put a dent in his in his image and now he's releasing this thing which is like it, it's so very average it's it's not something that is a drake caliber album you know what i mean it, and it's it's amazing too because drake is at the top of the rap game you know he has been mm-hmm. for a long time now but i don't think he's put out a project i would consider good since if you're reading this it's too late he's dropped three straight subpar at best records and yet he's still the most popular artist out right now he just broke the beatles record for most uh most songs on the top 100 at one time or something like that yeah with this with this an album that has two or three songs i would actually consider potential hits and he broke the beatles record and people are just they're gonna listen to drake no matter what it doesn't matter how dull or boring or uninspired it is they're just they're gonna listen to drake yeah it does yeah it doesn't matter and they're gonna love it oh they're gonna love it they're just all they want all they want to hear all they excuse me all they want to hear is drake they don't care what what he's actually saying or what the beats are like or what the music is like it's just like you know, if Drake's on a track, they they just want to hear him talk. I think or, you know whatever. I think he so, has a lyric on "Nothing Was the Same," where he's like, uh, "This wasn't made for the radio, but they'll still play it though, because this is that new Drizzy Drake. That's just the way it go." Something like yeah, that. that's on that's on uh, on the uh, the intro track. Right, right, right. And, yeah, and he he predicted his own future here. It really doesn't matter what he puts out; people are going to eat it up. Uh, yep, critics it's true. haven't and been eating so it this, up though. To be fair yeah no i agree so this makes me like and i've said this on like the past few records too and more specifically um on more life but like does this like confirm drake's like creative complacency Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like it does does this just like show like this dude does not really like he's not he's not he's not worried about changing anything he's more worried about maintaining an image or um you know like just selling a brand basically like it doesn't feel like he's as ambitious on uh changing the rap game or create or finding creativity 
um, in hip hop. He's just focused on making, you know, making making stream numbers or, you know, upholding his brand. I think that's a good uh, topic to kind of ponder about. It's weird to suggest that a rapper who's always been successful has sold out, but maybe that's yeah. the case here. Something I because I thought among the same lines where it's just it's not that I just dislike the music it's that I think there's an under an underwhelming lack of creativity across these past few projects as you mentioned yeah. um, I, there's there's a line on the timeline of Drake there's a line at some point in early 2016 I think or maybe late 2015 where him and that Meek Mill stuff happened and Meek Mill called yep. him out on using all of these ghost writers, and then everyone was like, oh, Drake uses ghost writers. And so it, it was like before the ghost writers incident, he was making legitimately creative music. And then after the ghost writers thing, it's just been a creative downfall. So now I'm wondering how much impact those ghost writers actually had on him. Like how much they were, how much heavy lifting they were doing on his earlier stuff. Yeah, part of me wants to believe it was a significant amount. But. The thing is, too, like, I'm, I'm, I've always been, well, not always, but, like, because that only happened a few years ago, so I can't be like, oh, I've always been <laughs> right. an advocate for, but I've, I've been, like, I haven't been, like, Drake is just a terrible artist because he uses ghostwriters like that. I haven't been of that mindset, because even if he's using ghostwriters for, nothing was the same or take care you know whatever those those albums that i think are genuinely good albums that he released mm -hmm. like it, it, even if he was using ghostwriters for that like it's fine i mean like it's still like i'm judging the project as an album it's mm -hmm. it, it takes away from how much talent i guess natural talent and creativity is actually coming out of drake as a person but I don't I like when people are like talking about like oh well does this make nothing was the same like not as good of an album right I'm like no it's it's this is still like a team effort it's always a team effort when you create an album and like I don't care if he's using ghostwriters like honestly I'd prefer he uses ghostwriters if he's gonna put out more stuff like nothing was the same right instead of not using ghostwriters or using minimal ghostwriters and put out stuff like views and this you know like the important thing at the end of the day is that you create a good album whether you actually did it or not yeah i you know? i agree from your perspective because obviously we're the kind of music listener that judges albums uh, um on the sake of how great the album sounds and how great the artistic vision was executed and all of that kind of stuff so from the standpoint of does it matter that Drake's using ghostwriters to make really great music? No. Like, I'm listening to the music. I think it's great. I don't care. I don't want to hear how the sausage got made, you know? But from the perspective of, is Drake one of the best rappers? I have to kind of put my hip-hop traditionalist hat on and be like, I don't think you can be a great oh. rapper if you're not writing your own lyrics. That's just completely me. no. Yeah, yeah. I I completely agree with that. But I think that people get lost in the um, in the idea of 
like what like when you're talking about like oh is is drake one of the best rappers ever and things like that people get lost in that mm. um they get lost in that and then they start they start taking it as like it's it it, it reflects on his albums as a whole like right Kanye's not Kanye's not one of the best rappers ever. He's not even correct. Not even close. Right. But he's one of the most he's one of the most important uh, hip hop people to ever come through because of you know what he created over his career. Right. So like you know like I mean it's different different sort of things obviously, but people get lost I think too much in like in that idea of like with hip-hop especially of like you're not actually creative unless i can consider you one of the best rappers of all time that's that's a really good point and i think hip-hop listeners try to dumb down the criteria of what makes a good hip-hop album it's really just a two-point thing is it is are the beats good are the lyrics good if you get two checks you good job you're a great rapper but there's more to hip-hop music than that it's the way the, the vision is orchestrated, the, the kind of intangible stuff that Kanye does or, or Drake or Kendrick. It's all the in-between stuff, but people like to focus solely on, well, does the beat slap, and uh, is he a good rapper from like a lyrical perspective? So, yeah, which I get, but... Right, right. Because so, you, 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 know, you get people like, you know, old heads just crapping on Drake because he doesn't sound like black thought and it's like okay he doesn't have to sound like black thought you know he can yeah, go listen to black thought right right and honestly go listen to black thought that ep <laughs> seriously he put out a good project this year yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's I, before we kind of dig more into the record i kind of had another tangentially related topic uh that i wanted to talk about and i figured i might as well shoehorn it in now um this drake's uh spotify publicity thing have you seen much about this uh not really i know that i know about like he broke that record but i don't know if there's more stuff or not so strictly from a, a, a perspective of publicity if you go on the spotify new or like new music friday or whatever um, okay all the playlists and everything that it was all drake drake was his face was on the cover of every playlist everything it was just full it, it might as well have been a drake fan page and it you know that's whatever he's really popular but all of the like literally every playlist had drake's face on it even seemingly irrelevant playlists such as uh the ambient chill playlist it was just a picture of drake oh my god <laughs> so and apparently people got pretty pissed because they're like hey spotify is not just drake it's supposed to be out about the smaller artists too and so yeah. apparently spotify was giving refunds to paying members uh who were calling in and complaining about it which one tells me that i need to do that uh right, i'm yeah. a paying member um so kind of a two-part question uh one do you have thoughts on any of this and two now that drake is ambient which ambient record do you think is better scorpion or music for airports <laughs> yeah now this puts a whole new perspective on what i think about scorpion this might be my album of the year well, and, yeah album. you always talk about how you're such a big fan of ambient now we now drake's in the circle um yeah do you, do you care if, if spotify is promoting drake a little drake too is much changing the landscape of ambient <laughs> this is a genius move we just got done saying he's not creative and now he's making ambient rap you know so. hey man that's all it takes 
um yeah so i mean i didn't know about that because i don't use spotify right but um i think it makes sense though because spotify is such a trendy music platform like they're definitely they're it definitely doesn't seem like out of the question like if i saw something like that I'd, i wouldn't be like i'd be like what the hell but i wouldn't be like totally surprised to see spotify did something like that yeah. um but that is kind of shitty that's like definitely saying like you know like we are going we know we're gonna make royalties off of this dude so like we're just gonna like shove it in your face to listen to him Right. which is you know not not very cool yeah people have been calling it spam and stuff like that and i get that there's artists other than drake and i do agree that like it does suck in from one perspective that drake is just all over spotify even though there's <clears throat> excuse me a, a ton of musicians putting out music that could really use the exposure but <clears throat> the other thing i was thinking about <clears throat> gosh excuse me bless you <clears throat> Oh, gosh. My bad. My bad, everyone. Um, nice. Anyway, from the perspective of... I, I was kind of thinking maybe it's a good thing for some of these artists if Drake's face is slapped on it. Let's take the Ambient Chill playlist, for example. <laughs> let's say it's okay. not... Let's say it's not Drake, and let's say Ski Mask's face is on it, Right. How many people are going to look at that playlist compared to if Drake was on that playlist? You know what I mean? Okay, okay. So, I like this so, positive spin yeah, on it. Yeah, so, so a slight positive spin is like maybe more people will discover the, the actual ambient music if they're going to click in there for Drake. Maybe, Or maybe Drake stands will click in on it and they'll be like, What the fuck? None of these people sound like Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Eno Who the fuck rap. is John Hopkins? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I, I don't know. Maybe, and of course, I don't have like the numbers to prove any of that, but it's just one of those where I'm like, Oh, maybe there's a, a slight chance it could help out some of these people. But if we're being yeah, that's real... A, that's yeah. a good positive spin on yeah. it. But I think... I, I, I would say overall it's not a good thing. Ultimately, even the artists that are, quote, being helped out on Spotify aren't really being helped out in any significant manner anyway. I mean... Yeah. They're just being associated with Drake's new album. Right. Best case scenario, they make a couple more pennies than they normally would. So... I, I, right. This isn't the thing that makes me like, oh, well, Spotify doesn't treat the musicians fairly enough you know this isn't the thing that makes me think that there's other things that spotify is involved in that makes me dislike their treatment of musicians it's not oh drake yeah. is on all these playlists yeah right also they were just there were playlists that like i don't think would have existed if not for a drake album like there was like summer canada playlist I'm like okay. Oh that's, my god! I'm like okay. That has to be a Drake playlist. I'm, I'm, that's just so obvious, <laughs> right? It's like that doesn't exist without Drake. A Spotify sponsored playlist that's like views from the six. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, that's that's um, pretty much my thoughts on the Spotify. I like I like how uh, so we'll talk. Let's talk about the music in a second, but uh, yeah, because we haven't really even talked about the music at all, but. Um, <laughs> The uh, I like the way that Apple Music actually rolled it out. Okay. Because they, they basically just put on their new music thing, I mean, you know Apple, it's very clean and minimalistic, so mm -hmm. they just they just have a picture of Drake in their new music, and it just says, the new album from The Sixth God is here. 
and then uh, and then you know that's it. And then you click on it, and then it's got this uh, annotation that's that Drake actually made in the description of the album, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a cheesy annotation. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but it, it it's like a cheesy annotation. It's like basically like you know how Kanye did the. Uh, I miss the old Kanye mm-hmm. thing. It's basically like that kind of like self self awareness oh, written God. into an written into like a, a an annotation, and uh, and then that's the whole thing. But I like how they did it because they made it feel more personal mm-hmm. um, than than anything else. Instead of just spamming people with like Drake, 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 you know, like that kind of thing. And and I like that because as opposed to the Spotify thing how many times do you need to be reminded there's a Drake album? If you're going to Spotify, you probably know there's a Drake right. album out. You're probably searching for Drake anyway. I mean... Right, yeah, who, I know. Like, Who's the guy yeah. that's going to Spotify for Ambient or whatever and is like, oh shit, there's a new Drake album. I didn't know that until just now. You know, so I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. True. Yeah, yeah, I prefer the Apple Music thing over Spotify. Um, but, you know, yes. we're, we're, a, we're a diverse podcast, you know, so... We yes, just, we just I need use the Apple title Music, fan. You use Spotify. We need We're a so different. We need the title fan to come in here. We need Jay Z back on the pod. That's what we need. Yeah, you ain't get him back. <laughs> yep, I was featured on the Drake album. <laughs> I was about to say, get him back to talk about his talk up verse. <laughs> um, so speaking of talking about actual music, let's talk about the actual music. Um, yes. So, I mean where do you start there's 25 <laughs> songs we're not doing the track by track review this time i think that'd be oh a little oh my god um, it would take it would take like four hours which would be like <laughs> oh god no <laughs> yeah uh i kind of want to start with the singles i guess um yeah. just because it's kind of a most people starting point so i guess god's plan i'll just quickly run by my thoughts uh, God's plan. I didn't. I still don't really get the hype behind the song. Uh, I think it's. I think it's okay, but he's. I don't know. It's kind of flaccid. It, there's not. It's very meme worthy. It is very. It is very meme worthy. It's like very, that, uh, very IG caption. Very uh, ironic appreciation for Drake on that one. That's yeah. Lot, yeah, exactly. A lot of lyrics that <laughs> made me laugh because I think he's trying to be serious with them. Like when he says, "Imagine if I never met the Broskis." I'm like, "Oh my god!" I think yeah. he thinks that's like a sentiment, but in my mind, I'm like, "That's a freaking hilarious line." Who says that? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's God's plan. Uh, I guess I'm upset as a single. Uh, I actually really like that beat. It's a good beat. Um, the I'm upset beat. The, yeah, it's like it's it's a low yeah. key beat, like many of these beats are, but it it has this extra nocturnal quality to it that the others just don't have. So I appreciate that. That said, it's got, it's yeah. got I, I yeah yeah. So I, I think it's got a great beat to it, and I like the uh, and I love uh, Drake when he does those type of beats. But yeah, uh, I think that you're about to say it. Like just the song overall mm-hmm. is like cringy. It, it's and, yeah, and just like annoying too. I just find it. it, it I, I hate to keep using the word boring, so I won't say boring. I'll say bored. He sounds bored on this song and on many <clears throat> other songs. It's like he doesn't want to put in the energy into this song. So while I like the beat, a, a lot of the beats on here, but especially this one, they're so low energy that it brings down 
Drake's energy and makes him sound, you know, boring to listen to because of that. Contrast that with the next single, Nice For What, which was easily my favorite single on here. It has the Lauryn Hill sample. It has the more, yeah. uh, like, the more up-tempo beat. Uh, and because of that, he's it brings out a little bit of fire and energy into him. I'm not saying he's out here, you know, he's not Twista or anything now, but he's he's <laughs> he's at least showing, he's giving some effort lyrically and flow-wise and all of that too. Um, yeah, I think I think God's Plan honestly is my favorite out of the mm. singles. Okay, just because like it is like very meme worthy, but it's 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 Drake, it's Drake now at what he does best. I think. And what he does yeah. best is creating like super trendy, uh, just super trendy music, and he nails it on that. I don't think it's the best, but like all three of these, I don't really care for that much. Okay. Um, at all, like, but I think God's plan is the more memorable one for me, just because he does he does a good job of uh, of just creating what he intended to create, which is a super trendy you know the hip-hop pop song yeah so i think but i agree yeah. with you i do like the i do like the lauren hill sample on here i think the beat's really nice on this um just but again i i, I don't know i don't feel i don't feel very impressed by it overall i'm just i think uh, I and most of this most of this just feels like that like it feels like an effort to listen to this because i'm is, just like i'm so just zoned out and bored by the end of it it is a chore uh i think you're right though i think god's plan is probably the more memorable single even though i prefer nice for what i think nice for what would have been a little more memorable had he not already sampled lauren hill on a couple songs before i mean he's got right. he's, he's gone to that well a couple times um yeah, now it's like almost obvious. Like, oh yeah, there he goes using Lauren Hill again. Yeah, it's Lauren Hill samples uh, references to Aaliyah. Uh, it's that's just his thing. He just that's that's his favorite snack. He just goes over to oh let me go through Lauren Hill's discography. Oh, I like that. I'm gonna throw that on this album. Right. I, I don't know. There, there's other artists. There's other R&B artists. Not that I don't love Lauren Hill, but yeah. he's just he. It feels like he's been exhausting his uh, his uh, role models on his own albums. Basically, he has been. Oh, what you so before we stop on like God's plan? What did you think of the video? Did you watch it? Yeah, the video. Yeah, um, I don't know. It, it's it's a it's kind of. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's Drake. Like yeah. The song and the video are just so fucking Drake. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think you know what I mean whenever I say it that. It's just like... I mean, here's... here's it feels yeah. so disingenuine, but at the same time, I'm like, I can't... I can't be mad about what he's... Like, the message that he's trying to get across, I guess. So, I get, he's given all the money to, you know, yeah. regular citizens and it's one of those where you see like the high school kid post to instagram a selfie of him giving money to a homeless person yeah so your immediate thought is like wow what a douchebag you're taking a picture of yourself giving the homeless man money you self-righteous punk but yeah it's self-righteous but then then i think about it and i'm like it's 
better than just not giving the homeless guy money, I guess. So I kind of have that reaction. Yeah, it's to it. It, but it's like so irritating because it's like ethically, like you're not doing it for the right reasons. Obviously, like you're just doing it to like pump yourself up and be like, look at how good of a person I am. Right. But like, like he could have done that and not made it a video if he. Yeah, but objectively, it's like I mean, this isn't a bad thing. You right. know, it's a lot of but bad it's things. When, it's it's like it's Drake stands that'd be like, see, Drake like changes lives, <laughs> like all of these hip hop artists. They don't give a shit about other people. Drake actually changes lives and stuff. It's like, all right, whatever. It's not like you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. So I I wanted to talk about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's just it's hard to like be like like talk crap on it because it's you know it's again like what you don't like people giving money to charity (laughs) but but it's you know it's like the macklemore after the grammys thing that's exactly he he was like oh this is what i texted kendrick lamar you know like (laughs) hey man you should have won the grammy but i won it so (laughs) (laughs) i'm so glad he faded into irrelevancy um seriously (laughs) so okay so i liked nice for what you didn't you said you didn't really care for any of them what what songs did you like from this project Uh, i liked eight out of ten okay quite a bit i thought that was actually really well done um i liked sandra's rose Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i liked it i mean but again i don't love it I think, um, yeah, I think that might be my favorite song on here. I mean, to the really? to the extent that I have a favorite song on this project, I think Sandra's Rose is it. Um, I I, I, yeah. I like the the flower themed motif going through it. Um, right, Drake's really good with that kind of stuff when he decides on like just a word that he's going to uh, reference over and over in different ways throughout mm-hmm. a song. He's really good at weaving things in and out and and, um, and creating like something that relates back to you know so this 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 theme is the rose or flower or whatever mm-hmm. so he's yeah he's really good at that um, yeah yeah he- it's good but it's not you know again like it, it doesn't feel like it's good right. but it, it just gets lost I, everything just feels like a little bit worse because everything just gets lost afterwards in in the in the big pot of just like filler and fat it, it's my so. favorite song on here but it would be like my sixth or fifth favorite song on you know any of the first three drake records like right it, it's right you know it's good for considering what we have here uh um, yeah but yeah yeah and i uh, i didn't mind uh i didn't mind talk up that much I thought it was. I thought it was pretty. Um, I thought it was pretty hype. That was it, though. You know, like I, I, I felt like it was like very high energy and kind of cool in that way. But like that's really it. So I didn't yeah. mind it because I thought the feeling of it was cool. And I actually uh, liked "Don't Matter to Me" a good amount. Interesting. Okay. Because so I, I think that Drake that. sounds really good on it, and I, and the Michael Jackson. Uh, sample or feature what i mean sample whatever they use it's, for it it's actually it's it's previously unheard material so whatever you right. want to call it it's not 
it was recorded in I think like 1983, but it never yeah. saw the light of day until this. So, so I guess that means that it's considered a feature. Yeah, that, I, I would. Yeah, because that, that means that this is the only song that it's on. Right, right. It, it's, As of it's now, weird, but yeah, yeah. So, um, but I liked it. I thought it fit really well in here. He, I think that he sounds amazing on it because it's Michael, um, and he compliments Drake's voice really well. Um, on here and this is that that song gave me more of the idea of like what Drake was talking about when he's like oh half my album's gonna be R&B that song gave me more like like feeling like oh this is what I was expecting this is the kind of things that I that I wanted to come out of this album because I think I honestly prefer Drake's R&B side Interesting. like when it when it takes over mm-hmm. I like his rapping side but I think when his R&B side takes over it's just better like I just get a better product from him whenever that comes out Interesting. so because my favorite Drake tracks I would consider to be like the tracks where he's not even doing a hook or anything he's just like a 5am in Toronto or Lord Knows off of Take Care or Tuscan Leather where he's just rapping from like start to finish no hook he's just bragging about all of his success and reflecting yeah. on where he's at in life those are my favorite drake tracks um, yeah i love those too but i think that like i'm i get like i just get pulled in i think a little further to like hold on we're going home hmm. or um you know i don't know the hook heavy songs are good too but then it's also like i feel like it's it's the his r&b shit like there's less good quality stuff there. You have to sift through a lot more. But I think that there's like the real like Drake Gold comes out after you've like sifted through a lot of the R and B bullshit that he goes through. So because I think Hold On We're Going Home might be my favorite Drake song, honestly. Well, I'll Passion have to... Fruit. Passion Fruit is one of the best Passion songs Fruit. I've ever heard him put out. Passion Fruit's a good exhibit A for the point you're making as far as yep. the R and B takeover. That's a, a really good song. Yeah, and then like, yeah, and then I don't know. I, he's just really good with with that kind of stuff when he's sort of taking like taking a step back and letting letting his like atmosphere take over because he's got a cool aesthetic most of the time. He does, but but he gets so fucking wrapped up in himself or you know just making making a song that can top charts or you know just whatever like he gets very self-indulgent in his own shit and it and and this is what is coming out now and that's what i'm feeling like i'm not i'm not seeing him like thinking outside of himself in a bigger picture and being like oh like i have the ability now to really shape things he's just more wrapped up in like okay i'm gonna make a a a rap song that sounds like this and then i'm gonna make a rap song that sounds like that and then i'm gonna make an rb song that kind of sounds like this that's it and then he's yeah yeah that's sorry that's a really good point i'm glad you made it because i didn't even think about that but you're right typically artists at the top of their respective genres there's like a an unspoken responsibility to try to you know give it your a game when you're at the top like even jay-z at the peak of his powers released um like american gangster which was like kind of a concept album slash soundtrack 
thing or like when Kanye was at the top he put out Yeezus you know right so it's yeah. like these they're they're still willing to take risks even though they're at the top or you know Kendrick putting out to pimp a butterfly obviously after good kid mad city where he could have just continued to ride that wave but Drake is just kind of like you know I don't I've made it to the top I don't feel like I have anything to prove anymore and it, it's just the result I mean you see it in the results so yeah it just it just seems like creative exhaustion just you know not not really not really caring as hard yeah. and I, and I don't, I don't know how you defend that as a Drake fan when you're talking about like like I'm looking on Genius right now because I always have Genius pulled up when we do these podcasts <laughs> and just like these comments <laughs> I read a ton of Genius comments too They're... do you see these like <laughs> this thing just like fire emoji OMG this album's gonna be so legendary album of the year for sure like this was this you know take a guess at when that 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 was written by the way <laughs> uh, this is three months ago <laughs> This album is like is is three months from coming out or two and a half months from even coming out, and they're just like album of the year. Like, I, <laughs> I I wish I could remember um, like most of these comments that I read, but the one that comes to mind now is on the very last track, March fourteenth, because it's the it's the last song on a twenty five song record, and the top comment was something like. Uh, who else just binged this album? And I'm like, how old am I? Binging an album? <laughs> binging an album? Back in my day... Isn't we just called listening That's to what I'm album. saying. Back in my day, we used to just call that listening to a record. <laughs> <laughs> who else that. binged like, okay, it? Okay, binging, binging is like, oh, I just watched four hours of, like, you know, some some show. And this is like, it's still just like an hour and a half. It's not that Binging long. implies that we used to get records like one song a week until eventually the entire season was out and then we could oh listen to the God. album who else binged who else just got done binging this album <laughs> like, i can't believe that i was like i am so old i can't connect to anyone anymore <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> um i i do want to get to some quote-unquote favorite lyrics but i did kind of want to talk about a couple of my other favorite songs just because there's only a couple more because um, 8 out of 10 we talked about Sanders Rose we talked about Nice for What we talked about the best R&B-ish song on here I thought was After Dark I thought that song was mm. pretty good um, I like and I just I have to I think <laughs> after these past few podcasts I have to just accept that I think I'm a Ty Dolla Sign fan now right yeah I know I think because he sounds great on this song again this dude this dude is like such a good feature he, like it's crazy I think that's what it is I think he's just maybe the best like in, like the Akon role he's kind of fitting that <laughs> niche right now um, but I, I think I prefer him to Akon um, but it's that kind of thing or like the Nate dog where it's the, the R&B guy who's always on the rap song, and his solo material's a little underwhelming, but he's always great as a feature. So Right, yeah. And this was one of those uh, where I thought the production was actually kind of interesting. There's a little bit of traditional R&B elements in that song. Um, Drake's voice, I think, sounds really good on this song, his singing voice. Um, I don't know, it's just a pretty good R&B song. Shout out to Ty Dolla Sign. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind this song. Uh, I want to point out one thing though. Mm-hmm. Yes. How many goddamn times <laughs> are we gonna get this fucking spoken word outro? Oh my god! Yeah. At the end of a Drake like in my feelings, Jeez. sort of the sort of R and B track. Oh like <laughs> it's there are so many. It's of become them on here. so obvious now. Right. It's like a. It's a. It's because he doesn't know how to end a song, it seems mm-hmm. like. So he just ends it by either doing that or putting that plies meme at the end of a song. Like, that's oh how, my God, that's how yeah. 8 out of 10 ends. It's one of my favorite songs, but, like, the last third of it is just a plies audio. I'm like, what the heck is any of this? Why are we... Yeah, yeah, it's bizarre. It's just like... <laughs> It's, it's no that's a that's a good point because they're all over this record and it's not like this record needed to be longer but here we are we have <laughs> all of these spoken word fake deep things um one more favorite song and i'm just gonna say it ratchet happy birthday i okay yeah i'm not i'm not mad about it because i understand that it's not supposed to be serious right and that's why i like it because it's it's you know everyone hates this song and i when i first listened to it i was like what the fuck am i listening to because this came right after finesse which was the most boring song of all time um oh my god yeah that and peak by the way that those are the two most boring songs of the year i couldn't tell you what they sound like right now yeah yeah but ratchet happy birthday comes in with this little piano beat and he says it's your fucking birthday and then he does this like overly excessive auto tune. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like it's ridiculous. It doesn't even sound like Drake. And then he comes in with the uh, "It's your." <laughs> yeah. like, this song yeah. is hilarious, and it's Reese's Reese's pieces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wrote that down. You talk so tough. I know you're soft like buttercups. Reese's Reese's. <laughs> but here's the thing. This is. It's not just. I, I actually unironically enjoyed this song too because it's it's one of the most fun songs on here first of all in an album full of songs that are just objectively not fun uh he doesn't take himself seriously as you mentioned which i think is good because one of my criticisms of him in the past has always been drake takes himself way too seriously on issues that aren't that serious like calling your right. ex-girlfriend he just he makes that way too serious right. yeah and so he's kind of he's kind of poking fun at himself and it's a little self-aware and also musically it's a little experimental for him i appreciate that it, it's off the beat there is no other drake song that sounds like ratchet happy birthday so it's more of an appreciative thing it's not like i'm going to be playing this song all year but in context of the album i like when this song comes up if i'm listening to it front to back so that's my thoughts okay. on Ratchet Happy Birthday. I like that. I like that take on it. I I'm gonna say like objectively, I still think it's like a bad song, <laughs> but like I I do like. Uh, I mean, it's just hilarious. So like, I don't know. Like I, it, it's it uh, like I I'm not gonna listen. The the, the reason I want I don't want to call it like something I think that is like good is because like. I'm not just gonna listen to this on my own. <laughs> like if I'm if I'm with people or whatever, you know, and it's just like bullshit. Then and this song comes on, it's gonna be hilarious. Like I understand that, and that's gonna be great. But this is like by like if I'm listening by myself, I'm like, 
This is so stupid. <laughs> you got party next door in the background going like birthday. <laughs> just like oh birthday, when, happy birthday. I I listened to this at work for the first time, like the first listen through. I was doing this at work, and it was great for work because this is an ambient album. But when it <laughs> the first time it got to that, it's your. I laughed yeah. my ass off in my cubicle, <laughs> and like, thankfully, no one was there yet because I got in early. But wow, nice. I was like, nice. he really just did. Like, of all the times Drake to do a gun effect, it's it's your birthday. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. you got you, you got me a little bit more, but like. Yeah, uh, objectively, I still think it's not a good song. <laughs> My first listen, I agreed with Colin or whoever said that this was the worst song. I was like, yeah, this, this is the worst song on here. But now, yeah. it's one of those, like, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I'd rather a song kind of sound bad, but at least be interesting, versus 80% of this record. So. I, I like that mindset. I like that mindset of, like, I'd rather it be, like, dog shit other, rather than uh, just very boring it's like one of the bland. It, it, it objectively it's one of the few songs on here that's actually memorable in some capacity and so i kind of right. have to appreciate it for that <laughs> okay yeah yeah i i i i like that idea i like that idea of that did you uh did you write down any of your favorite lyrics on this record because i wrote down a few i would have to look through them but let me let me hear yours because okay. i i mean i didn't really write any down but yeah, I want to hear yours first. I mean, I know some of them, but um, they're like I mean, right at the beginning, it, the song "Nonstop," which is again just another like "Who Cares" song. He has right. two. He has two lines that are among the laziest similes I've ever heard. He says, uh, "They'll be mourning you like eight a.m. Get Gosh. like morning." Yes. And then he also said. Uh, like genius. I went, yeah. Oh, yeah. I went. I actually did go to genius to be like, okay, what does he mean? By that? <laughs> he says, like I went blind, dog. You gotta hand it to me, like, because he's blind and so he can't get it himself. It's Fucking rude. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, there's there's a beat or a, a beat a lyric I actually really liked. I really liked, and it might kind of segue into a sidebar discussion about his child um there's a bad child lyric on here <laughs> there's a good child lyric on here i'll start with the good one He's, yes on eight out of ten he says the only dead beats is whatever beats i've been rapping to yeah, i thought cool. that was cool as hell i yeah, thought that was like yeah. the best one-liner on this whole thing that's how you handle that that's yep. a great lyric on emotionless he says uh i wasn't hiding my kid from the world i was hiding the world from my kid what did you think about that bullshit <laughs> like absolute like you are kidding me you are drake <laughs> you're drake again. like you don't think somebody's gonna find that out come on now isn't this like the, it, yeah it's the Michael Jackson out of him on a on a on a disc verse. Like <laughs> that's so easy to to, to find out. Like <laughs> just hiding the world from my kid. That's the Michael Jackson blanket thing, right? Right. Wasn't yeah, that like exactly. his logic? Was yeah. Like, yeah. So and that it's some it's some uh, like it's some like flip the script and make me or like playing the victim of this kind of thing. It's exactly you know? like, it. Oh, like like oh you guys don't understand because you're not famous it's like dude you are you have a kid 
Yeah. Like, be a dad. He's going he's gonna to be associated with you whether you like it or not. So, you know, and, and, like, also, what a shitty thing for his kid. Like, if he's talking about, like, oh, I'm hiding the world from my kid, like, fuck, like, that kid is still a kid. You still, right. like, <laughs> why don't you be proud of him and, like, and, like, be like, hey, this is my kid. That's all, like, a kid doesn't give a shit. It, it's, uh, everything revolving around his child on this album, I except for that deadbeats line i thought was either in poor taste or cringy or something yeah i mean the entire march 14th track yeah is some sob story bullshit about like why you should pity him instead of instead of like being like you know what's wrong with you why why did you do this why did you why are you hiding this kid you know no answers just like basically being like you guys don't get it, you know. Like nobody's ever been famous and had a kid, or nobody's, you know, like nobody's ever been in his shoes before. It it kind of hu- know it humanized the child for me. Um, adding on, I guess um, it yes, it made me actually sympathize with him, which I don't know why I didn't really think about it before. But if I'm listening, if I'm him, and I'm listening to this album and these songs especially i'm like well shit this is what you think like this is how i'm viewed in your world like that sucks for a kid to right, hear and, and, this is and dad thing, i mean it's kind of fucked up right like that that's that's all that 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 drake is going to be to this kid is his dad it's not like yeah. this kid's not gonna grow up and be like oh that's drake oh and that's also my dad that that's not how it's gonna work right Right. He, he's just dad to him at the, you know and so like this whole March 14th track I've got a real problem with because on the other hand too he's just he's not like actually making any efforts to well his kid's like a little I think I, I'm assuming he's a baby so he's not talking to his kid anyway right but like he's not making any efforts to reach out to his mom or you know talk to like go and see his kid or anything like that which he kind of addresses on here but he's like instead of doing any of that he's making a track about how he's not doing that it's and it's like and it's like he he's making this for the kid and he's like and he's like oh you know uh like we'll talk more when you hear this it's like dude like just go and be in the kid's life don't don't make a sob story track about like how you wish you could be in his life like it's totally possible that you could do that it just takes like you know you prioritizing that right right and uh i can't prove what i'm about to say don't take this as like me being accusatory i don't know what drake's motivations are but when i heard this my initial thought was you know he probably doesn't even talk about his child if push the t doesn't even bring it up Mm, yeah i mean it's it's hard to it's hard to say that but yes i mean like it's pretty coincidental that this track comes out now right you know like i'm not i have a hard time believing that he's he's including this track on his album without the Pusha T ousting him on this whole thing yeah it, it, it it's a it's a pretty big coincidence um so and it might just be a coincidence i'll i'll you know i kind of want to give him that benefit of the doubt but well the i'm not hiding my child from the world line is definitely not a coincidence <laughs> right that is he actively said that um so yeah that was the worst lyric on here i think among a, a bunch of other really bad lyrics such as uh 
I would rather lose my leg than lose their respect, but that right. never happened the way I'm watching my step. <laughs> what the <Yes>. hell? <laughs> These are so stupid. Um, uh, what's this one? Oh, half of these are ratchet happy birthday lyrics. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> um, oh my my route my Mount Rushmore is me with four different expressions. That's, oh yeah. <laughs> that's just one I've seen on Twitter like a billion times by now. I think I think that one's kind of funny because it's like again it's just it, it's an IG caption line like that's basically what he made it for and he's really good at doing that stuff but it's like like objectively it's, objectively it's like a really shitty. Uh, <laughs> rap lyric <laughs> um oh here's another good one uh life too short i gotta get it before they blow the whistle uh, alluding to the song blow the whistle by too short i was like oh that's yeah. okay that's a classic drake lyric yeah not too bad but that's the thing there there are some pretty bad lyrics on here but there aren't as many views level bad lyrics on here which is kind of a shame because i can't <laughs> enjoy this record as ironically as I enjoy some of his worst lyrical material, and I wish yeah, I could. That's actually a pretty a, a pretty good point because <laughs> it it almost feels like he's trying on here, and that makes it even more <laughs> yeah. like oh no. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna make this a bad album, I'm just at saying you can do better <laughs> or do worse. I this is like the first time in this podcast history where I I wish this album was just a little bit worse lyrically because i think i would enjoy it more i think i at least at least have some some lyrics that you can quote like a year from now and be like how did he just even say that (laughs) i've seen the movie seven pounds with will smith and i've seen the room now seven pounds (laughs) is i guess from you know a critical perspective a better movie but I enjoy the room more because even though it's worse in every aspect, it's much more entertaining. And Those are very strange movies to compare to each other. I was like, yeah. "What's the most average Oscar bait movie I can think of?" Versus the oh, okay, room. okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I'm saying views is the room. It's not good, but it there's a lot of unintentional humor to it that I do okay. not get on Scorpion. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? before we got to final thoughts uh i don't know we didn't I mean, go through every track on here but um i'm i'm disappointed what in what the final fantasy track actually <laughs> turned out to be about <laughs> spoilers it is not about cloud or uh sephiroth or anything like that it is or anything final fantasy related at all or anything nerds can relate to yeah, I was pretty upset about that. It's a, it's the most sexual song I think in Drake's discography. Oh, oh, uh, another, another. By, but speaking of that song, another like yes. shitty ass Drake oh, yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was slashing like guns. In <laughs> <laughs> he says that like three times too, because it's part of a, a bridge or something like that. Yeah, was it a? Uh, uh, cast out, my neck is frozen. Careful when we're mixing potions, slashing like guns and roses. <laughs> like, <laughs> here's, here's my thing with this song, too is like the first stanza of it is uh, it's very sexual. He's talking about his dick and like how nasty he wants to be with her. 
which yeah. is fine. But then you you can't if you do that you can't hit someone with uh, the I always need a glass of wine at sundown. You can't like <laughs> go from that like oh I'm this you know stud I'm gonna give you this dick and then be like but I need my yeah. wine. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's him it's him just showing that he can he can be both sides right right <laughs> yeah yeah that's it's exactly. oh and he also knows video games because he named his track final fantasy right. well that was the half rap half r&b thing the half rap was like you're gonna get this dick and then the r&b is like but i need my red wine <laughs> yeah that's right saying, exactly yeah. i need my pinot noir room temperature <laughs> but you're gonna get this dick so I don't Slash know. like Guns N' Roses. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, yeah. Yeah. That I, made me upset. I was like, damn it, Drake. I can't I believe I thought you were about album. to use some sort of final, fa- <laughs> cool Final Fantasy sample or drop some, like, weird, obscure... Nope. I have I have money <laughs> just on... Just about, just about sex. I, I, I bet Logic is the first to do that. If I had a, a pool of like and which see, rappers, and, then, gonna... and that's what I don't want. I don't want Logic to talk about Final Fantasy. <laughs> I play Final Fantasy because I like video games. Who can relate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> see that again. That's a, a, a project that I like more than this solely because it's just unintentionally hilarious. And I wish. Dude. I yeah. Work. Yeah. I, I I completely agree with you on that. That's a, that's a really good. <laughs> <laughs> and I completely dislike that project. He had Neil deGrasse Tyson annotate everything, and like he's great, but he, he tried to. That shit made me lose respect for Neil deGrasse Tyson. It was Tyson it was a like way. a desperate appeal like, to authority. Like, oh, I got Neil deGrasse Tyson, so you know this is going to be a, a legitimate concept, and it wasn't. It was stupid. And I was like, how the <laughs> fuck does Neil deGrasse Tyson? Like, how is he going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to take time out of my day as an astrophysicist to do this shit and talk about stuff that I know is bullshit. <laughs> you, uh, you know how boring Scorpion is? We're talking about a Logic album from over a year ago. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so that's, I mean, if that doesn't say it, that's We did everything my... <laughs> we could on this review to not talk about Scorpion. We, I mean, it, there's, I mean, he somehow gave us 90 minutes worth of material and also, like, not much to talk about. And that's oh, this album's okay. and, crime. Uh, last last uh, uh, point I want to make before final thoughts, because I, I feel us okay. getting into final thoughts here in a second. Yeah, let's do it. The album art oh. has got to be my least favorite album art I've, I've seen Drake put out. Really? Also. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, what? again, I think it's just bland. Like, I, I don't know. Well, that's what I mean. Like, at least, like, I've always thought his album art, I mean, I guess before, like, pre-take care i'm not really considering because yeah. like thank me later is like the most bullshit fucking <laughs> like 2000s shitty photoshop album <laughs> art but like i'm not even thinking about that but like after that like i I've, i think that most of his album art besides like more life is like pretty great even yeah. views i was like that's a pretty cool album uh oh yeah album cover but this one's just so fucking dumb like his face like what the fuck <laughs> Is this face? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is great. <laughs> I, I mean, that's yeah. it. I just want to yeah. just say, like, 
This is okay. just, it's so phoned in that even this album art is like... I was going to say, it, He just took a picture and signed it. He's like, oh yeah, it's like everybody gets a signed copy. Yeah, I, I think I like the, the black and gray and stuff, but it's it's really just a, a portrait of Drake. And it's <laughs> like, wow. Take care. He's like, we're not great ready. album cover. Yeah, he's not even... I, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I love, by the way, that there's... You referred to Thank Me Later as, like, bad Photoshop, but we're working in a discography with the Views cover, which actually is <laughs> right, Photoshop. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that album cover is still better than this one. Uh, Take Care is a great album cover. Uh, Take that. Care is great. Nothing Was the Same is great. It's pretty good. I just, my one problem with that is, like, every rapper ever has done the Here's Me as a Baby on the oh yeah yeah that's true yeah, nas yeah. biggie lil wayne they've all done it so i don't yeah, that was the one true. thing with that but maybe that was the intention i don't know maybe it's just drake biting again um very uh, possible yeah <laughs> yeah i i love our podcast because we without fail we talk about the album artwork but you know what it, it's underrepresented it, un, underrepresented excuse me <laughs> Oh no, I think that was correct. Yeah, uh, it's it's the thing. The thing about album artwork is it's underrepresented in in, in uh, music discussion. So it's your <laughs> that song's great. The more I listen to it, the more I, I think this is going to end up being my number one song from this album. I really do. Damn, that is I, I'm just, crazy. It's great. It's the only one I want to listen to right now. It's ridiculous. Okay, well, I'm. I'm it's all fucking that, that birthday. Just shows, that shows right there how how this album is like ending up. <laughs> no petty bullshit on your birthday. <laughs> um, let's do final thoughts, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about. It. Uh, oh wait, who's going? Me? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You go. You usually go first on final thoughts. That's right. That's right. Thank you for reminding me. I, I forget. Yes. All right. So, as I too slap happy from. Oh the... my god! It's your own fucking birthday. Uh, sorry, it's just, there's your final thoughts. Right there. It's, <laughs> it's just, just ha, 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 ha. two out of ten. No, um, so I'm I'm a fan of Drake, as I've mentioned, um, which I shouldn't have to qualify, but I think I have this reputation among people who know me as being more into like more lyrical hip hop or more underground hip hop, experimental hip hop, whatever. Uh, but I am a fan of Drake. I have been since Take Care. Um, that album in particular holds this sentimental value with me that I most albums do not. Uh, Nothing Was the Same, I think, is a great hip-hop record and probably Drake's best. Um, if you're reading this, is I, I think it's actually pretty underrated now. Uh, I've really come around on that project in retrospect. At the time, I was a little lukewarm, but now I'm like, oh, you know what, that was actually a pretty good rap record. Uh, since then, however, <clears throat> Drake has consistently delivered one overly long, subpar, quasi-hip-hop, quasi-R&B record after another. Uh, Views, More Life, Scorpion, they're all over 20 tracks. Uh, he can call them playlists. He can call them double albums. It's all semantics to me. What he's giving us every single time is just average material filled to the brim, with 
as many songs as possible because more songs is more streams equals more money and I, I don't care that Drake cares about money this is his profession this is what he does for a living it, it, whatever that's fine but as a fan of his music I, I kind of hate that he cares so much about his money and like seemingly not yeah. at all about his artistic output he doesn't at this point in his career I don't think he cares that he's putting out what many people would consider to be just lackluster uninspired BS if we're being honest um, he hasn't I don't think he has really tried to make a good artistic statement since if you're reading this um, as I mentioned earlier I don't know if this is because of the the whole ghostwriter thing and Drake is maybe now trying to prove that he can write music by himself and is doing a worse job I don't know that's all conjecture um, but there is a clear difference in creative ability between these past three projects and the three projects that preceded it um, Scorpion is bloated it's it's a bloated whatever the opposite of exercise and creativity is uh, it's uh it's a bloated cheeto finger couch sitting of creativity <laughs> it's it's boring it's dull but the thing is there's there's only a few songs on here that i legitimately dislike and a few that i actually do like um a solid 75% of this record is just flat out neutral to me. It doesn't leave a mark. Uh, this isn't Drake's worst album. It's just his most uninspired. Uh, I'm giving this a really soft 4 out of 10. Mm. Yeah. A really soft 4. Right. Okay. So I I um I really like what you're saying about um, the fact that like a lot of this is neutral rather than just like straight out bad because that is true like I, I, I feel that way on most of this stuff also but I think and, and I think the thing like that it, that goes to Drake's discredit mm -hmm. is his fan base mm. Um I mean, it's to Drake's credit also because, like, I mean, they got him to break these Spotify records and everything, too. But his fan base is are the people that are, like, <laughs> that are commenting on Genius three months ago. This is this album is legendary. And, like, that kind of shit immediately makes me cautious and makes me, like, when I hear something like this and it sounds bland and average and just, like, anybody could have done this, it, it makes me want to dislike it even more than I actually do. Um, so, I don't know, like, this whole brand and identity that Drake has built up for himself is, like, backfiring in a way because he's created this image of over over the years over the take care years and nothing was the same and even uh, during if you're reading this built up this image of being you know a real truthful person and being somebody that since he can be sensitive on his music is therefore a truthful person and um, and doesn't you know doesn't doesn't hide anything doesn't 
is, is willing to share anything just because he's a rapper that can get in touch with his feelings. So he's built up this brand and that resonated with people. It resonated with me when I first was hearing Take Care um, and Nothing Was the Same. Both of those albums are, you know, some of the earliest hip hop albums that I got into because I got into hip hop pretty late. And, you know, I, I don't discredit those at all, but that those albums and what he's done now have basically turned his fan base into a bunch of people that respected him as an artist that is uh, like himself completely into a bunch of disingenuous fans that don't care what he puts out as long as he's putting out new content and it's sad to see this happen and it, it but it but but it's even more frustrating to see that like they're the people that are going to keep him alive for years because they don't care they're just going to listen to it and it doesn't matter so it's hard for me to take that aspect of like that that uh, bias that I also have against his fans out of listening to his music when I don't feel great about it. Um, because yeah, overall I'm like I'm just kind of like whatever. Like there wasn't anything on here that I was like, oh, this is one of the worst songs of the year. But I I don't know. I I think that this it it should be taken into account that like he is at a place where he should be looking to make a difference or you know he's somebody that has the ability to do more i don't think that that should be discredited um so i'm giving this a three out of ten because i I, i'm i don't really want to um i don't really want to be somebody like with drake anymore that's like well i don't like his fans so i'm going to give him a higher score and what he deserves because i'm not gonna listen to this album i'm gonna listen to maybe one or two songs afterwards but i don't (laughs) right (laughs) but i really don't like this album yeah so yeah a three anyway that was mostly a a rant about drake's fans so hey we, we need that though we need that um i like i really like the point you made about drake's reputation as being this honest guy because I, I was kind of thinking, there's the one. There's this halo effect where if someone's honest, you assume that they have all of these other good qualities, and so that's why it was kind of shocking when we found out about this this situation with his child. And then the other thing with his honesty is he's never really had to talk about anything serious in his music. Like, yeah, you know, it it sucks to have a girl break up with you over text you know that sucks but it's (laughs) right yeah but it's mostly just he mostly when he does tap into his emotions it's usually over like this petty (laughs) petty bullshit (laughs) um but but now now he (laughs) he actually now does have something he needs to be really honest about and i don't know if he delivered in that regard so it, it's weird. He, he, yeah, he managed. He managed to turn it into another poor me Drake track. Right. So right. it's like it, it. It really does make me think. Like how this guy, how genuine is this guy? Like right. he's just built up this image for himself, and he's like he's playing an act almost. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, any, uh, it I feel like feel I mean like I don't know. Maybe he is really feeling like that, and if that's the case, then like I'm like this dude's kind of a shitty person. 
But, like, I think that anybody that's, like, trying to be really honest with themselves and they're talking about something as big as a kid, like, for them to say stuff like that, like, come on now. Like, yeah. that's not being honest. That's just being like, hey, guys, like, come on. Like, think about it from my perspective. Like, yeah. Either, either you know, he's I, not being honest or he is being honest and he just has some character flaws that we should discuss at a later time, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, three from you, four from me. I kind of want to go to three, but that's what I gave views, and, like, it, it, this isn't as bad as views. Um, but it's still a three and a half out of ten from us. Neither of us are going to listen to this album in full again. Um, I'm God, going to no. listen to Ratchet Happy <laughs> Birthday as soon as we're done with this podcast. <laughs> I think it's actually just it. my favorite song now. Like the more, like I thought it was Sandra's Rose, and it still might be. But you're gonna be on, you're gonna be on Genius, like annotating, uh, <laughs> like a week from now, just like album of the year because of Ratchet Happy Birthday. <laughs> Who else binged this song? <laughs> like, <laughs> like this comment. Um, yeah. So I think I, I, I don't know. That might be my most unpopular opinion on this record is the best track might be ratchet happy birthday and that's that's the thing we both dislike this record but for different reasons but ultimately yep. the same reasons um because this is boring as hell and um this is going to be the one podcast where our podcast is shorter than the album so damn that's crazy <laughs> so good on that too uh, thank you for joining me, Patrick, as always. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll talk about what we want to do next. But, you know, we might take a week off for once. There's there's not a ton of high, highly notable music yeah. out right now, you know? We've been putting yeah. in work the past six or seven weeks, you know? So we might yeah. take a week off. Summer vacation. You know what? Yeah, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We we're hardworking guys. Yeah, we, screw we you guys. You get this podcast for free, and you want to podcast yeah. every single week from us? Who the hell are you? Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Entitled fans. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yes, but please keep listening to our podcast. We we really do appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. We love you guys. Bye-bye.